I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Summer's supposed to be here, and with lockdown easing, it's time to start planning things to do. So we're about to jump on Zoom to talk to Heather and Carol, the organisers of Woofstock, a dog-centric festival in Devon that's happening in August. Heather and Carol, the joint organisers of Woofstock, welcome to A Dog's Life. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. It's brilliant. Well, it's it's so great because, you know, we're opening up now and outdoors is the main way we're all going to socialise and have fun. Not only us humans, but of course our dogs, which is why it's fabulous that Woofstock's going ahead this year. We're absolutely overjoyed. Late in the day, obviously announcing, so it's all a little bit stressful getting everything ready. Normally it takes over a year to organise a festival, so... Uh, when you when you kind of get the green light late February, um, you, you're really working. But it's built the excitement, I think, for both of us oh, just yeah. to get it going. Yeah, I bet. I mean, um, I, I can believe, obviously, because, you know, Glastonbury is not happening again. So on a human level, there's quite a lot going to be missing this summer. But I love the fact that uh, Woofstock is going ahead. Yeah, I think we were one of the first ones to, to actually announce as well. And we just thought, you know, let's do it. We we had we were really fortunate last year when we had to cancel last year and, and postpone to this year. Um, 99.9% of people rolled over their tickets and they're glumping and they're camping and the traders and all our suppliers. So we're really, really fortunate with Woofstock that we've got a huge amount of support out there and people are desperate. To, to get back out again and see each other and, and get out to festivals like Woofstock and the other festivals too. That is lucky then, isn't it, that you've got all of your customers or the majority of them to kind of just dive in again, you know. So from an organisational perspective, where are we now? You know, there's three months or so to go. And so you're squeezing a lot into a short time organisationally. Yeah, we, we are. And um, to, to say... It's not stressful would be a lie, to be perfectly honest with you, Anna. I don't know how you feel, Carol, about how Um, crazy it is at the moment. It's it's always stressful, but it's a nice stressful because we we get so excited with the end products because we just know it's going to be just so amazing. We've still got room for lots, lots more people and their pooches or people without their pooches to attend. There's still a lot of room left. And we are, we're very excited, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're, we're sticking at the moment, we're, we're doing advanced tickets only. We're hoping that's going to change because we're sticking to the government guidelines at the moment of um, 4,000 people on site at any one given time. Uh, we've got the capacity for about 10,000 people on site. Um, but we, we, it, the, the take-up has been incredible, Anna. It really has. We sold out of camping um, at, about a couple of weeks after we had actually announced, we literally sold out a camping and camper van space and went down to the site and secured a further area to open that back up again. So 
I think people just want to be out and about and having a bit of normality. If you can call Woodstock normality, that is. <laughs> I like the idea that you offer glamping. I think you're the only doggy festival to do so. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> I, I think we are. If we're not, we were certainly the first. And, you know, we, we get questions from people when they make inquiries about the glamping and they, they ask are there dogs allowed in the glamping tents? And we're like, yeah, it's a festival <laughs> by dogs, for dogs. Of course they are. And they get their own little uh, VIP, very important pooch hampers in the glamping tents as well. So I think we definitely are the first to have come up with the concept of having a bell tent village on site that dogs can go into as well. Yeah, I, I like that idea because I'm a bit of a fair weather camping girl, actually. Probably never have guessed that, really. Although it is great, <laughs> it's great fun, you know, providing the weather's good, isn't it? I mean, that's always, particularly at the moment, it is a tad unseasonal for the time of year. And there's always that worry with Britain and whether we get one of our legendary great British summers. Yeah, there's a 2019 on the Friday of Woolstock 20. 2019 we got hit by the huge storms that that swept across the UK um, and we we lovingly or, or certainly people who call themselves Woofstockers have referred to that now as Duckstock for the Friday <laughs> of Woofstock and we we're very very different in our approach we could have turned around and said to people we can't allow you on site and we didn't we literally got everybody on site that we could get on site so they weren't traveling in that weather because people come from all over all over the UK they you know they travel for hours and we got everyone on site um, and safe with tents flying all around the place people trying to put up their tents and stuff it, it was absolutely horrendous I think my fondest memory is trying to make phone calls in one of the portaloos because it was the driest place that <laughs> I could find and, and Carol came up with a genius idea, didn't you? What did you come up with? Oh, yeah, because obviously everyone... Well, well there was there could, you know, a two-man tent takes two men, but at one point there was probably six or seven of us trying to put the tents up. So once everyone sort of got safe and in the tents, we have a, a massive area for where the entrance is. So I said, let's get everybody in there. Let's get some Prosecco out. Let's get some hot drinks and get some music in there. And everyone that was there at that time basically had a little party and we got some amazing traders and one of our food traders brought one of our smaller vans, basically, so everybody had hot food and everyone was smiling. It was horrendous outside, but everyone was comfortable and having a good time. Like H says, we, we wanted everybody in safe. So we always go that extra miles to make sure everybody's happy and safe. But yeah, we had to cancel the music on the Friday night. It was a shame. We had a couple of the bands turn up as well and said, you want us to set up in the entrance tent and play music for people? So, you know, like I said earlier on, we're really, really fortunate, the, the amount of support that we have for what we do. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's all part of the fun of it, really, getting stuck in the mud, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. We had all the farmers. We had loads of farmers yeah. in the local area. They, they turned up with their tractors to assist and stuff like that. And then by eight o'clock the following morning, we had military roads arrive on, on site. It, it, was just, it was incredible. And some of the locals who we don't even know, um, people had just gone to the pub to wait for us to take, to come on site. And some of the locals put people up in their spare, spare bedrooms. It was like the whole community in the area went, Woodstock needs help. 
and yeah. you know people were coming from everywhere to help it was incredible no so from a festival point of view you, you've got that energy and live bands on stage how do the dogs like the loud music and what bands have you got lined up for this year so because it's a festival with lots of dogs there normally on average we have about six to eight hundred dog visitors over the weekend we tailor the music the sound of the music to to suit the dogs everything is geared everything at Woofstock is geared from a dog's point of view and then what we do is we set aside a quieter area that's set back from the stage where people with their dogs can go in and sit and there's a marquee in there and they still get full view of the stage, but they're just set back a little bit further if they want, want it a little bit quieter. Um, so we kind of look at everything when we do our sound checks and everything, we check absolutely everything um, before the weekend itself. So on, on the Friday, it's a really crazy <laughs> weekend of music this year. So Friday night is... Diva night. Is Diva night. Well, yeah. it's music music night. We'll stop music night. So we have a fantastic band from uh, Bristol called Pretty Criminal, who are kind of like a, a rock indie kind of band, group of young guys, all dog lovers, uh, followed by... This is where it starts getting bizarre, Anna. Followed by a Dolly Parton tribute act um, who's traveling all the way down from Manchester to come to Woofstock and then following that we have got a bit of Madonna so we've got Tasha Leeper who's one of the top Madonna tribute acts in the UK and then we've got the phenomenal um, Izzy who is a Paloma Faith tribute act and you just don't know the difference between Izzy and Paloma it's incredible and then we have a local band called I Love Amp uh, featuring Cat Savage. They have won the uh, award for the past two or three years for the best session band in the UK. Um, and Cat, we always laugh, Cat's the only cat that's allowed at Woofstock, so we, we give her <laughs> on Friday night. And then Saturday night, we, we kickstart, we go all the way back to the 40s with uh, a group called the Liberty Sisters. Oh. Do all the wartime songs, do a bit of jive, stuff like that. They're fantastic. I know the Liberty Sisters. I'm sure I've seen them live. Um, fantastic. I love all of that boogie woogie. Absolutely. Style. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, so so they kickstart on the uh, Saturday night for us. And then we've got a Cornish band called Helm and the All-Star Band. Um, and they do their own music as well as some covers. And then we start building up. We have a band called Superstition featuring Ruby Washington, who's, who's the mother, actually, of, of the young guy that's just been announced to play for England. And they're, they're fantastic. And they start building it up with a bit of Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, start really ramping it up for and the Saturday about night. seven or eight of them. In yeah, there's about eight of them in that yeah. band. And then we go a little bit more crazy and we go back to the 70s with... Um, ABBA Revival, Revival ABBA, so one of the top um, worldwide known ABBA tribute bands, uh, so, so they come on with their platforms and everything else that goes with that, <laughs> uh, and then following them, we, we have to get dogs in the title somewhere, so we have a band, a local band called Riviera Dogs, Perfect. who do all the 80s, all the 80s, all the corny songs from the 80s, and they really do get people up and dancing. 
So we've got something in there for everybody. Yeah, I was going to say you, you definitely have. It's like the last five decades encapsulated in Woofstock, a tribute, of course, you know, indeed to the original, but n- without any dogs. <laughs> yes, that's, that's right. Yeah, so Woodstock, bless them. Yeah, we, we've kind of like taken over as this kind of hippie, uh, you know, through the years kind of music, flower power kind of festival for dogs, basically. So so that's all the music covered, and that does sound a lot of fun, actually. I mean, who doesn't like an ABBA, you know, tribute band, really? <laughs> that sounds uh, well worth the trip. Now, so you're down in Devon, aren't you, um, for, for Woodstock? Yeah, well, we're in South Devon, so we're just outside a town called Dartmouth, uh, which is quite famous for having the um, Naval College, the Britannia Royal Naval College there. Uh, we're not too far from Totnes, probably about 20 minute drive from Totnes. Uh, really good link roads as well, so not too far from the A38, so people can travel down quite comfortably to get to us. Yeah, so, you know, people will say coming, you know, from London would have to make it. It's not a day event, is it really? I mean, it is stay over, maybe find a B&B if you're a bit camping shy to come on site and leave and come back on again. Would that work? Yeah, so everyone gets wristbands. So you get you get wristbands depending. We've got the variety of tickets. So you've got the weekend ticket uh, and you get a wristband, so weekend ticket. So you can come and go as much as you want. You've got your daytime tickets. You've got your camping, your glamping. Uh, so there's really something for everyone. You can get independent music tickets as well. So if you just wanted to come and enjoy the bands, you can buy a ticket for a Friday night or a Saturday night or both and just come and enjoy the bands uh, so yeah, we don't we don't we don't hold people captivity on site <laughs> for the weekends. If people want to come and they go, actually, I want to go off and and explore for a bit. They just go get their car at the car park and off they go. And when they come back in, they just show their wristband and and back in through the gate they come. Yeah, but I just and- got to say, if you glamp, if you glamp, we, you basically turn into a VIP. Um, right. We have a VIP area, a bar. They have two receptions, one on Friday and one on Saturday just before the music starts, so they get to meet the bands. Um, the glamping tents are all set out. They are lovely. I'm not a hardcore camper, I can promise you either, but the glamping tents, um, everything's set out. You even get your luggage taken to your tent for you, so it's a proper VIP experience. And like Abe said, you can come and go um, in the daytime, but we recommend people come and camp, and then they don't miss out anything. Mm, um, no. And um, and just, yeah, enjoy the, the whole spirit of it all. Yeah. But from a dog point of view, what makes Woofstock different? <laughs> <laughs> um, as I say, it all, it all kind of is geared around the dogs. We, we, you know, obviously we want things on there like the music and stuff to keep the humans entertained because they get a bit bored. <laughs> um, I think one of the main things that makes us different is the, the site layout. So we make the site big enough for dogs to have their own space. So we don't kind of narrow walkways and stuff and make it all narrow so that the the dogs are crossing each other too much. We expand it depending on the amount of people that are on site. And for the dogs, you know, they get to do lots of different things during the day. Um, so we have agility displays, but also have a go agility. We have fly ball displays, but also have a go fly ball. Uh, we've got uh, 
dock diving coming this year. So they get to get in the water and have a competition how far they can jump. Um, you've got doggy ice cream. You've got everything that you can think about. We've got the market area that you can get everything and anything for your dog and even for, for yourself as well as a human. And we, then this... We have, sorry, we have a large um, off-lead area, a very secured yeah. area. So obviously, because we, we sort of... In, one of the rules is to actually keep the dog on the lead at all times but off the on the off area yeah. they can have a nice run but like you say they can have a go at all the activities and then sunday and then crazy, doesn't and it? then sunday is kind of the sun the saturday of Woofstock is is like all the displays and stuff so we have the police yeah. dog displays as well and then we've got a fun dog show it always drives us insane when people go oh we'll stop that's that dog show well no not really the dog show is a small tiny part of <laughs> but it's often the most hotly contested i'd say heather so you mean like a companion waggiest tail dog the judge yeah. would most like to take home best yeah. six legs yeah mm. yeah yeah that, that, that kind of thing um but on the sunday it's more of a kind of it gets a little bit more mad on the on the sunday so on the Sunday, we have hay, hay bale racing, so you can have a go with your dog and hay bale racing. And because it's a festival by dogs for dogs, if your dog won't do it, you have to do it. Simple as that. We don't. So what's that dogs. again? What's that? Oh, hay, what's hay bale racing. So actually, yeah. we, we lay out loads and loads of hay bales that people have to jump over oh, the right. dog. And if the dog won't do it, the humans do it, it um, timed, it? And, and it gets timed, and then it's the winner of that gets prizes and stuff. Uh, we also have fastest garden digger competition on the Sunday. So we have gardens made up um, in, in one of the arenas and we bury treats or tennis balls or something in the garden and your dog has to dig um, to get the treat or the ball out. Uh, and again, that's timed as well. Whoever's the fastest, then they, they get a prize as well. It's the only place that you can take your dog and they can dig in a garden is at Woofstock. Gosh, training bad habits, Heather, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Spent years training their dog to stop. <laughs> Mind you, gosh, that's a, a class that Prue might nail, my miniature bull terrier. She's very good at smelling things that are buried and digging them up quick. So, gosh, there we go. That's one to think about to come all the way to Devon for. Yeah, win exactly, exactly. And it's, it is bad habits, and I agree with you. But, you know, if you're going to put yourself in the mind of a dog and what would they like to do, they'd probably like to dig a garden, wouldn't they? And, and just get away with it for that weekend at Woodstock, wouldn't they? They, they <laughs> certainly would. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. And oh, that sounds lots of fun, actually. And what about charities down there? You know, are you supporting any charities? So every year we, we support charities. Before I say about the charities, the one unique thing that we do have when you want something unique at a dog festival, we have created a tent called the Poor Casso tent where you can actually go in and buy a canvas and you can paint with your dog. I um, love that. That's so inspired. What, so you you paint a portrait of your dog on site? No, your dog your dog will paint for you. So we, we have got very friendly, so a dog might just walk through a tray of uh, this special paint that we've sourced and they can put their paw prints on the canvas or you can join in with them as well and you get to take it away with you at the end of the day. So that could be your memory of Woofstock is your dog painting. I love that. Picture. That's great. No, um, God. A bit of creativity. But, so, mm. um, but the charity, so every single year we, we support 
three charities. So this year we've got Paulson Pensions, who are the Devon, Cornwall and Dorset uh, retired police dog and fire dog charity. Um, we also have Animals in Distress, who are one of the local rescue centres here. They, they're supported by us. And then another fantastic charity called Animals Asia, um, who also have offices in the UK, and they work with the uh, bear bar farms and also with uh, zoos and animals in captivity. They're the three supported charities. And then we invite applications from other charities to get a free stall or a reduced price stall as well and to come over the weekend to talk to people about what they do. We're so lucky this year that we've got uh, medical detection dogs uh, coming this year to, to Woofstock for the weekend and they're going to do talks and stuff on the stage with the other guest speakers. And then the three supported charities, because we're a bit cruel ourselves, to be honest, we get them over the weekend to do the charity mascot championship to earn cash over the weekend, which is always really good fun. So they wear their mascot outfits and we get them to do absolutely crazy things over the weekend. So for example, we've got bungee runs for, for the humans there this year. So they've got to do it in their mascot outfit um, and they get points. We've got Zorb balls, you know, the great big, huge, clear balls that you've got to crawl into and push yourself around right gosh that sounds fun well not a pilates ball no um uh, think bigger think bigger, bigger. <laughs> we'll get you in one if you come to woofstock and then you'll know you'll know what we mean you'll never speak to us again after that um i like the idea of this though so you know it's very charity oriented so giving back which of mm. course is so important and it certainly sounds really um educational you know talks never goes amiss i think particularly as I, I would imagine m many of the dogs attending it'll be their first festival so you know it's a great opportunity for their owners to learn learn about medical detection dogs you know a charity very close to my heart and um you know they're leading the way with their dogs to sniff out COVID-19 and I just can't yeah. wait for them to get into airports and do what they've been trained to do because I think we really need them now you know man's best friend yeah, I think it's it's incredible. And we, we were so over the moon when they approached us and said, you know, would, do we have any space for them at Woofstock? And it was like, absolutely, 100%. Absolutely more than welcome to come um, and, and join us for the weekend. So uh, it, this is the thing about Woofstock. You're going to hear our dog, Jake, in a minute, who's decided to bark out the window. Um, this is the thing about Woofstock. It's about including people and giving opportunities to, to people, so traders or charities, to come to an event and actually speak about what they do or sell their goods without it being really, really expensive for them. We pride ourselves in keeping the prices really low for the traders and the traders also get to, to come and spend the weekend, so they get to let their hair down on the, on the Friday night and the Saturday night and, and have a good dance as well um, and I think it's just really important we all started from somewhere and I think it's important to pay that forward to other people that might be excluded from other festivals. 
Yes, totally. The independent creatives that, you know, without such people, the world of dogs um, wouldn't be half as much fun on a retail therapy point of view anyway, you know. Yeah. I think it sounds amazing. It's what I think. You've got the talks, you've got the dancing, you've got lots of fun, giant bubbles to roll along. Training your dog to <laughs> dig up your garden sounds great. Training your dog to be a portrait painter. It's all there, isn't it? You've got it all. <laughs> yeah, we try to make it as different as possible. The glamping is ticking a big box, actually, I think. I'm sure you'd have lots of wellies for sale in case the weather turned. Yeah, the glamping's really good because you, you can have three different tiers of glamping, so... You've got your party tent, which sounds really bizarre. It's not like a party, but they're all made up. All the bedding's in there. All your towels are in there, everything. And then you've got the luxury tent, which is a bit higher, the more luxurious air beds. And then we've gone one further and we've got the optimum luxury where you've actually got real beds and real mattresses in your tents. Real mattresses. Wow. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. 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 No sleeping on a camping mat. (laughs) No, not at all. And of course, and thinking into the mud. Yeah, exactly. And the glamping area, and then you get all your posh showers and your posh toilets. And then because you're a VIP in your VIP bar area, you've got your posh toilets in there as well. So is there hot water on site? Oh, yeah. Your showers are hot. We don't make you shower in the cold. Wow. Wow. It's like, you know, five star. It is. It is. It is. (laughs) Well, that is good news about the toilets in the glamping area, Heather. But what about poo bags and bins for the dogs? So we've been really fortunate in this. This is our sixth year and we've never had an issue with people even uh, walking away from their dog's dog poo. And we have... um, free poo bags that that literally get handed out we have stations around the site all the traders have got poo bags there's always a poo bag close uh we also a little bit tongue-in-cheek have the emoji poo that you see on um facebook and stuff like that oh yeah and we've got a massive inflatable uh costume of the emoji poo and somebody jumps in that over the weekend and goes round and reminds people and hands poo bags out to people. Brilliant. Gosh, we need one of those emoji poos in in all of London's parks at the moment. (laughs) um, I tell you, you know, since lockdown, I think everyone is noticing more discarded poo around. You know, as I said, I I was on Primrose Hill earlier today. I saw a lot. So it's not on and it can only be the new dog owners, unfortunately, without pointing fingers, of course. But that's good news. Emoji, emoji poos flying around. I love that. (laughs) Oh, no, well done. I mean, this is such a positive news that you are going ahead and offering, you know, everyone, as many people as that can get down the A. It's the A30, isn't it, that takes you to Devon? Yeah, you've got the A30 and the A30A. I mean, we, we get people coming from as far as Scotland. We get people coming from Ireland. We normally have people come from America. We've had people from Australia, Holland, everywhere. Gosh, that's fantastic. Well, who knows on international travel at the moment, but um, I'm sure you're going to totally fill up. Yes, I can't wait to find out more. Keep us posted. And um, yep, you never know. I might break my rule and journey out of London for a weekend. (laughs) 
We think you should. We think you'd have a fantastic time, even if it's just sat in the VIP bar sipping Prosecco. Well, you know, well, we'll see. But listen, thank you so much for coming on A Dog's Life. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much, Anna. Well, that's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know you really would love to paint a masterpiece. Let's see if we can make that happen. What's that? Yes, it's time for our Woof of the Week. It's really important to attend events with your dog to help them socialise and build their confidence. And I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please spread the word to all your dog-loving podcast listening friends. Thanks to Heather and Carol from Woofstock, and a link to book your tickets is in the show notes. Thanks also to Mike Hansen and Pod People Productions for the music and the editing. Follow them at Pod People UK. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs, or have a nose around my website, annaweb.co.uk. We're back in your feed next Sunday for another episode of A Dog's Life with Anna Webb. Subscribe now for free so you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.